My name is Matt Brown. I'm sure you'll understand my point of view. We know each other mentally. You gotta know that you're bringing out the animal in me. Let's get physical, physical. I wanna get physical. Let's get into physical. And let's start the show. Excuse me, uh... I couldn't help but notice that you were looking in my direction. <laughs> oh, yes, I was. You just ordered the same exact lunch as me. <laughs> my name is George. I'm unemployed and I live with my parents. I'm Victoria. Hi. <laughs> What's up, everybody? The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Tuesday, February 8th, 2022, and I guarantee you that this will be a monumental episode of this program. Before we get into that stuff, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on Productive Conversations podcast. Podcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on Twitter at BroadConvoPod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So it is the first full week of February, already February 8th. There's only 20 more days to go. There's three weeks of this month. And then we're already in the month of March. But you know, it, that only means that we have to make the most of February 2022, of course, as this week is one of my favorite weeks, one of the best weeks of the year in this country for a f- wide variety of reasons. It is Super Bowl week. This Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, the Rams and the Bengals are playing, and you know we got you covered. Don't forget to tune back in two days from today on February 10th, 2022, where we will have our Super Bowl preview show. Brian McKeon and Alex Ranelio join me in making our picks as we break down the matchup of the Rams and the Bengals. But today, we have a great show for you. We are going back to our roots, doing in a productive conversation with an incredible guest. And who's that incredible guest for us today? It's none other than musician and wonderful person. Peter Kay is on the program today. Now, Peter and I met at a party in Brooklyn back in January. It was a freezing cold night. But I go in, look and fly as always. And I don't know how, but I just see this dude who is in like this burgundy outfit only a little more fly than me actually now nah, we're about the same level maybe i go a little bit more but either way great minds and real people come together and me and him just hit it off he i was bringing up the show for whatever reason and he was like yeah man i want to come on we exchanged instagrams I'd hit him up in the DMs, say, you still down to do this? He said yes, and he asked if he can perform, and of course he did. And he does a wonderful rendition of Ain't No Sunshine by Bill Withers that is later on in the show that you do not want to miss. Check out the episode description if you want the exact placement of that performance. And yeah, this is a really special show. Peter's hilarious. Peter has great vibes all the time, and he has so many great stories 
and wisdom and wholesomeness about him. And I really think you're going to fall in love with him after this episode. This guy has so many great quotes and this guy is simply great company. You are really going to enjoy Peter K. I guarantee it. And right before he becomes a huge viral star, we have him here talking about his journey as he talks about performing throughout New York City as he's somebody from Queens. We talk about fitness, friends and dating, being authentic, changing for the better. Seriously, you're not only going to laugh, you're not only going to feel real emotion, but you're just simply going to enjoy this podcast because of how wholesome and authentic it is. I guarantee it. So why don't we get into it right now for the first time ever. It is your turn, Peter K. Let's get to it. This is a very productive conversation. Ah, it feels good to be alive, everybody. My next guest is a talented musician from Brooklyn, New York. You can find his stuff anywhere in the great world of social media. He plays guitar. He has a wonderful voice. He has amazing collaborators. And I genuinely believe he's going to be a big star one day. So without further ado, here is our new friend to the Productive Conversations podcast. It's Peter K, everybody. Peter, what's going on, dude? What's up, Matt? Thank you for having me. That was a wonderful intro, in my opinion. Hey, man, it's true. This is really, really awesome, man. So let me explain how this all came to be. So Peter and I met about a couple weeks ago from this recording. We went to a party. Of course, we being responsible. We got you couldn't get in unless you were vaxxed. And I just saw this guy with lots of energy out here being literally the life of the party. And I was heard him doing some singing experts and then, you know, of course, you know, you just go and talk. And then look, now we're here. You introduced me to your social media. And of course, we'll promote it throughout the show. But I guess the first question is, Peter, how'd you end up at that party in Brooklyn? Ooh, just one second, everybody. We just we have a muted real quick. Yeah, I, I muted myself. Sorry. Uh, all right. You're good. I, we can hear you now. All right. I accidentally hit mute on my keyboard. No worries. We're here now. But anyways, so, Peter, first things first, how did you end up at that party? And then our paths crossed and then we go from here. So how did you end up there? I should start with. It was, it was to a friend of a friend. It was to a friend of a friend. Um, I know Saint and then yeah. Destiny. Um, but they're friends with this guy named. Cause it starts with an O. I forgot exactly who. <laughs> but um, I met that guy at a, at a music jam in the city. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, we were just chilling. First day we met, uh, I went to their apartment, and we just smoked a lot of fucking weed. <laughs> That's what we uh, talking about. Literally, blunt after blunt after blunt, and, you know, freestyling, jamming, chilling with the homies, and, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? We were just, it, it was just a chill vibe overall, so, you know, Saint ends up throwing, like, a birthday bash at this, you know, party that, you yep. know, a party slash venue function, as they mm-hmm. call it, um, and yeah, I got invited, and, and then I met you, and... As you said, as how, how you described me, I would describe you, Matt. You are, your energy is contagious. And when you said you had a podcast, I'd be like, I was like, yeah, I'll be there. See, look at that. I legit have one too. And we're rocking 
over a year or five months now. And uh, so glad to have you part of this journey. But yes, also, I know Sate. Sate's actually been on the show before. And of course, you know, the wonderful Destiny. Great people and great company. So I, I reckon, so you guys are just up becoming musicians trying to get your music out there. So I guess that uh, transitions to my next question. Mm-hmm. is so that's that's the thing that that started off this uh the spark if you will us talking about your music so tell me in the audience first you know what type of music do you make as i mentioned you do play the guitar but i'd love to collaborate like what what do you play what's your style and then tell us we could definitely promote it at the end too but tell us where we can find this type of music mm. so i don't have any music out right now Mm-hmm. But I've been doing a lot of live performances recently. Okay. So if you're trying to see me live, you know, mm-hmm. come through. You know, really, really like. Um, I've been collaborating with a lot of dope artists recently, whether it be through my guitar playing or um, with my singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no music out right now. I'm working on it, definitely. But um, I've just been putting my literal self out there, like not so virtually, but more like in real life, just whether it be through jams, open mics or set performances. Look at that. Okay, cool. And of course, once you get once you put that music out, they will plug it throughout. But okay, so that's what you think. So the main thing you play the guitar, right? Yes, sir. Guitar and singing. Anything else? A little drums. Little drums too. Okay, okay. So, talk to me about your passion for music. How did you get into it? When was the first time you picked up a guitar? Did you like see something on the internet or MTV, and you're like, you know what, I could do it better, or something like that? Tell me how you got into music in general. Mm, thank you for asking, Matt. <laughs> oh, of course. Um, um, yeah, man. My brother-in-law, he just gifted me a guitar. He um always says that he's not musically inclined. Mm-hmm. And so his dad had given him a guitar and it sat in his closet for years and years and years. He meets my sister, marries her. And then one day decides to give me the guitar that's fucking, you know, in his closet, getting gathering dust. Um, mm. I take it, you know, obviously it's, it's free shit, you know, fuck yeah, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I, I don't play any instruments at this point. It's like around seventh grade. Okay. It sits in my closet for a year. It gathers dust balls. But after a year, you know, I randomly pick it up and uh, I just learned on YouTube. So self-taught. Yeah. Wow. This is a, a example of how the Internet's actually a good thing. So how long have you been playing since uh, you took it out of that closet? Ten years, just about. Ten years strong, man. Congratulations. And like I said, you really know how to shred out here. So I assume you do both, you know, how to do both the acoustic and the electric. I'm more of an acoustic guy because, you know what I'm saying, I guess the ladies a little bit more, you feel me? Like, <laughs> the shatters is more for, like, the cool dudes, like, you know, like, oh, cool, like, nice leg. But then the acoustic guitar is when you really try to put up on a shorty and you put up with it. <laughs> And you just like serenade her like quick. So, you know what I'm saying? So I'm more of an acoustic vibe. It's, it's, it's the guitar that like, was gifted to me originally as well. Mm-hmm. But I can do a little something, some electric guitar as well. 
but I'm more of an acoustic, like, you know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll give you some spice at the end of this, you know, if, if you'd like. Oh, but, we uh, are very much looking forward to it, to that. And we are going to be promoting that. So, okay. The, the acoustic, I, I saw it's a literal fact that men are more attractive walking around with a guitar. <laughs> you don't even have to play. You could just hold it. And, you know, maybe I did that in my past. If you uh, ask certain people, I tried to play the guitar. I own one. And I still, every... You know, through the many phases of my life, learning how to play it. I know how to read music. I used to play the trumpet. So there's that. But um, I never actually got to it. You know, I dated. So the last girl I dated, she was going to teach me. And then she breaks up with me. So what am I going to do there? But now that I can get over that, I got to find somebody else to um, to do it. But I, I love the guitar and live music and everything whether you see the street performers in new york or um i love listening a lot of live music Mm -hmm. so with that let me ask you who are like some of your influences to play the guitar like who are the people you really look up to it and inspire you to keep going you know what man like guitar wise i would say i would have to say john mayer I was about to say that. Talk to me about your fandom for the homie John Mayer. He's up there, bro. He's up there. You know what I'm saying? Like, to be honest, bro, Mm -hmm. like, I know we're on the guitar thing. I actually, my passion, I I have a greater passion for singing. Oh, okay. So, like, the guitar has always been more of a supplement for me, for my singing. Like I said, like, you know, my main thing is singing. Okay. So, like, I'm not really, like, a guitar nerd per se. I don't, I, I don't, I don't mean to like bat your question away. You know what I'm saying? No, of I, course not. I would love guitar. this adds to the conversation. Yeah. Um, that'd be easy to transition there. Talk to me about the singing then. And yeah, that okay, yeah, I could go on and on about. So, so fucking, um, Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, uh, Michael Jackson, um, Lincoln park. Um, <laughs> that's a range right there. I love that's it. A range. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Michael Jackson, Lincoln park. I'm trying to go back. Um, my favorite singer of all time is Brian McKnight. Brian McKnight. Ooh, yeah. I, I definitely know the name. May I quickly do a quick Google search on Brian McKnight? By all means. Oh, I know this dude. 90s R&B. Like, it's, 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 it's you know, it's unreasonable that, like, it's not really ringing too many bells in your head because, like, he's, he's not really trending right now. You know what I'm saying? This is a direct result of me being the youngest of five siblings. Mm-hmm. So that's why I have a 90s heart, hence the Michael Jackson, hence the Brian McKnight, hence Linkin Park is kind of like teetering off trend as well these days. Um, I, I do have I do have like new age artists that I like, but I was I was I was trying to give you like my, you know, primal influences of first. Of course, of course. So, again, you like these singers, you got that R&B vibe. Um, you love putting it out there. So could you tell me more about that passion for singing and when that started and when yeah. you were ready to go out to show the world your chops? You know what, man? It's been a journey. It's been really quite the fucking journey. Um, and I realized recently that my love for performing was actually fostered very early on. Mm-hmm. In third grade, I started chorus. Um, and I was blessed to go to a very virtuous and vibrant elementary school. Ooh, what uh, school is that? It's called PS203. All right, where, where uh, exactly? Where, where? 
in Queens, New York. Queens. I was Queens? born and raised in Queens. Queens. Okay, Queens boy right here. That's what's yes. up. Which neighborhood? Bayside. Bayside. Bayside, Queens. All right. You're moving wild federal right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so we're adding to our, uh, you know, the, the people's stories and staying productive wow. with it. So, okay. Bayside, Queens, the third grade, youngest wow. of five siblings. You get in the chorus. Talk to me what goes from there. Was there, did you just have that special yeah. chorus teacher or something? Or oh, oh, love so right there. Oh, thank you, man. You're asking the right questions. Um, yeah, like, oh, it was a public school. I don't mean to make it seem like it was like a private, like singing school, but it was a public school, but it was a good public school. It was Hell one of those yeah. very good public schools. You know what well, I'm saying? Tax my dollars are being worth it. Literally, literally. Like, my middle school was kind of trash. My high school was kind of trash. But my elementary school, for whatever reason, we're going on overnight trips and shit. Um, <laughs> we had the best music teachers, the best drama teachers. Like, mm. I still remember their faces and the way they taught us in such beautiful ways, very clearly in my mind. Um, case in point, in fifth grade, I was chosen to be, like, a lead role in the big school play. Um, we did a take on oh. Into the Woods. Yeah. And I actually played the role of the baker. Okay, this is this is iconic right here. Into the Woods, the late great Steven Sondheim. So this is pretty legit. And then they had that movie that come out that came out not too long ago. So you play the baker, big baker. role right here. Talk to me about that experience, bro. Uh, we would practice every day from. Early in the morning before class would start, and then for like three to five hours after classes end. It was truly, oh. <laughs> they were working us <laughs> in fifth grade, but like I did it with no qualms because it was fucking fun, man. Yeah. So beautiful. And we did two shows as a result. And I just remember having a lot of fucking fun and feeling so validated to be on stage. And kudos to them for, you know, representing like Asians yeah. so early on, like before social activism really got its snowball. Um, they were, they were like, they were, they were Miss Holcomb, you know, shout out to her. She's my music teacher from PS203 and Mr. Dalvecchio, you know, Miss Dunn, you know what I'm saying? Those three people, they, they headed like the arts in, in my school and shout out to them for, for seeing my soul and, yeah. uh, and, and, and curating a diverse cast. You know, and not um, doing it because you have to be woke, but doing it because you have the talented people just cause literally competence, bro. And and yeah, that that, that I, I got that little taste of stardom. You feel me? <laughs> and I was like and I realized that it, that that was ingrained in me and it stuck with me to this day. To this day, I still get giddy right before I get on stage and and I just can't wait to blow pause. <laughs> all all of this growing out of that one that one before or well the multiple performances into the woods it's funny how that all comes together together and i'm sure you saw the movie james corden played the baker and i'm you probably played it better than him who knows bro who knows he's he's a, he's a good singer and, and a good actor at that but you know what I'm i give him a run for his money probably <laughs> That's, that's all that's all we need as long as you give him a run for his money so all right you got the bug now into the woods did you um before did you start um performing any more during you know those days like in high school were you doing right. the, the shows and stuff and oh, i wish that? man i fucking wish man um i was too busy smoking weed and being a loser 
What? You're not a yeah. loser, Peter. I mean, now I'm not, but in high school, I definitely fucking was. Really? So yeah. you just do, you know, the, the high school try and stuff. Okay, okay. So but I, but I was I, I was in chorus for for all of um, elementary school, middle school and high school. So like I had like a singing foundation, you know, mm-hmm. technique and and like like increasing my ears ability, like yeah. listening to my my mates and my peers. Um, but yeah, I didn't express myself and apply myself in the way that I could have. Like mm-hmm. there were there was drama, there was drama, there were plays in my high school and middle school. I just. I strayed away from that because I was trying to hang out with the cool kids, you know, the kids that were choking on the fucking block. And again, on some loser shit, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm glad that I'm finally coming back to my roots and finding my inner child again and re-realizing the importance of performance in Mm -hmm. my own life. And using it as an escape and stuff like that. Do you regret, you know, those times now or do you feel that was more part of your journey to get to where you are today? It's a, that's a yes and no for me. Mm-hmm. Yes, no. I think I think I wouldn't be who I was, who I am today, if I didn't go through the struggle of, you know, doing doing loser loserish things, right? Um, trying to fit in, smoking a lot more weed than I should, um, to the point where it became an addiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, I, I if if I had to do it again, I would just apply myself, I'll apply myself in the arts a lot more and not place so much emphasis on fitting in so much. And, um, and just quite simply never pick up the habit of smoking weed. Really? I appreciate your honesty there. So, you know, of course I feel this, I, the yes and no things with me when it comes to decisions and probably there were times Peter between you and me and the show that maybe I got, maybe I smoked a little too much and missed out on something. That's the worst. Or like being too lazy to go out to do something because I was um, partaking in that as well. And it sometimes is cringy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to, it's, you know, when it comes to yes and no with the regret part, yes, I wish I made a better decision at the time, but it really did make me make, make more valuable decisions into adulthood now and stuff. So I know exactly where you're coming from. You definitely try to push it away, but I've learned as I got an older, you do have to take the good and the bad to make yourself better. I'm sure you agree. 100%. Yeah. But, but most importantly is that you did get out of it. So as you mentioned, going back to those roots and finding your love for the arts, what did start, what, what made you start realizing to, steer in the right direction where you're just like you guys suck this weed sucks or was it more like i you heard john mayer finessing and it's like this is where i belong tell us what was the uh, turning point for you i'd say the desire to better myself Mm -hmm. led me down a rabbit hole a moment of self, actually a multiplicity, um, yeah. multiplicities of, let me rephrase that, a number of, of self-reflective moments where I just had to look in the fucking mirror and say, what the fuck is wrong with you, Pete? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is wrong with you? You're unhappy, you're unsatisfied, you're depressed, 
you're anxious. Why? You know what I'm saying? And once I was able to wrestle with myself and peel back the layers of bullshit and societal nonsense, I was able to see myself for who I truly was in all my flaws and insecurities. And now I'm just trying to whittle away at those insecurities and overcome them in the most healthiest ways that I can. Yeah, and now doing the next phase with those skills, like that's how I look at, you know, changing through my ruts and stuff that even though I have to rebuild and live with the results of what's happening, I have to just do it now. This world isn't going to change for me as much as I try to make it. I have to change it for myself. And it literally takes you reminding yourself every single day that's why it's important to keep our mental health in check and to um, understand that we're, we choose to be happy. We choose to make the most of our situations. And I know it's much easier said than done, but we have it in us. I really believe that. And then there are people who genuinely support you to overcome those things as well. For sure, man. I, I resonate deeply with when I hear you say it's easier said than done. Yeah. And to that, I'd say, I'd echo the words of somebody I revere greatly um, by the name of Jordan Peterson. Oh, yeah. In which he says, anything worth having is worth fighting for. It's anything worthy is 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 more than likely going to be a struggle to obtain. Yeah. It you is. Know? It's. It's why it. That's why it's there for the the taking. If it was easy, uh, everybody would take it. And literally. yeah, it, it's just funny how that works that way. For the most special things you want in your life, with your career or your love life or your um, special hobbies, you actually have to make the effort to make it happen. Now, and mm-hmm. don't forget it. For shizzy. Mm-hmm. For shizzy, for sure, Peter. But yeah. <laughs> Now you're back here. You're starting to perform again. And now that you are at... I'm sorry, man. No, I encourage it. Let it out there. Thank you for this contagious energy, Peter. Now that you've gone through this serendipity period, you're ready to put yourself out there, whether jam doing jam sessions or going to local clubs in New York. Talk to me about now that new phase in the and adulting so where do you exactly find these um gigs and stuff do you is it through a facebook group is it showing up like they show in all the movies yeah. is it like if you've seen the movie bohemian Rhapsody, uh-huh. freddie mercury i just sing in front of these guys after a uh-huh. gig, and that's exactly how queen was made <laughs> anyways literally no life works bro life and god depending on you know how you look at it yep. works in mysterious ways yeah right so that shit happens. Like the more I grow up, the more I realize how realistic movies can be. You That's know? why we love them so much. But but keep exactly. going. Exactly. Keep going with that. You exactly. were saying like, as, a, as, a, as a kid, I'd be like, "What the fuck? This doesn't fucking happen." Like, what are the chance of this fucking happening? Until 
until it started happening to me, until I, I started going to these jams, to these events with musical people and putting myself out there, you know, ho hopefully in genuine ways, you know, and, and, and sometimes in disingenuous ways, you know, and getting burned in that area. But, you know, the times that I was able to shine and, and be my truest self it, on these platforms, at these functions and these events and these parties, like the party that I met you at. Yeah. Just meet the dopest people. And, and yeah, it, it happens. It happens, man. It happens. And um, I'm harking back to this other quote that's like, um, opportunity or true opportunity is chance mixed with a level of preparedness. Um, and so, yeah, man, I, I take that and I imbue that with every interaction that I can. Um, when I'm at these events, these musical jams and showcases, um, I try to put my best foot forward and most importantly, make sure that that foot is true to me and I'm not playing a facade. Mm -hmm. And you never know who you meet at these functions. That's why you're supposed to go out there, no. put an app. <laughs> Obviously, we're here because of it and getting more exposure for what you do and and like i said we, we appreciate you putting that foot forward and continuing it and every everybody listening and watching this could do the same man i, I appreciate you man i appreciate mm -hmm. you for for connecting with me in that split moment and just you know what i'm saying sparking something something you know what i'm saying something divine something connected to the source something spiritually ascended <laughs> of course that's that's why we take advantage of the opportunity and actually Whoa. doing it because you know i've had times with people we're talking about podcasts like yeah i'll make content with you i'll do this and you know they disappear and whether yes. that's that it could be your own family but you know <laughs> hey at least they saw that i put it that's all i know i do and and i just right. I, I know it's good enough i mean we're over 125 episodes so it's something's working and all good content of it. so i just know oh, everybody thank you thank you i just know everybody can be productive and everybody can keep it real and hence we have these productive conversations and it's just it's just natural and um the same with you you just take that it's it i just have to put myself out there to do it and not be afraid and be okay if it doesn't work out to go to bed and be satisfied in your in your own skin. Like I think that's probably the best advice I got from my mom who got from my grandpa was to enjoy your own company. And I think enjoy my own company makes me feel more comfortable to, you know, just simply say hi yeah. to someone at a party or someone to give that energy to. If they don't want to give it, then they're honestly wasting their time being young. If we're going to quote more people, um, we'll quote, quote more hipsters. We got, um, Fran Lebowitz, you know her, the the uh, the culture critic. She was always like, "Do your stuff when you're young." I think that's that's what really reminds me to do stuff like that. It's because we're young. We got two years robbed from us in the pandemic, and um, then life's not giving it back to us. So, well, why not? You know? Yeah. You're, you're, you're hitting me. You're hitting me on this. That's you're hitting the sweet spots, man. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, man. I'm resonating with literally everything you're saying. Um, 
Yeah, man. Uh, Jim Carrey, he has this quote. Like, I, I read it through a meme on Instagram of um, him saying, depression is your inner self telling you that it's sick of how you're portraying it. And I'm definitely mincing his words, but um, I think it's just literally in the same vein as as what you're, what I hear you saying about, you know, talking to people how you would like them to talk to you. And, you know what I'm saying? If, if, if you would like somebody to give you high energy, then you got to do the work and give them high energy first, man. It's that validation. It's not being cynical and hating the world and put going on Twitter to show it. It's, uh, again, it's just taking that foot forward, like you said, and it's easy from there. It really is. As long as you try and as long as you're comfortable, it's cool. And there are people who care and your feelings are validated no matter how you feel up or down on the spectrum. We're all, we all go through the same stuff and that's what makes us human. So why don't we be the genuine humans out of the bunch or at least try to be. Uh Literally, bro. That's mm-hmm. yeah. I was I was gonna say like ten percenters, you know, like is that like a religion? I I don't mean to quote any religion, but all I'm saying is like it's rare. It's rare to be it's rare to be real, man. You know what I'm saying? It's it's hard You're to right. be real too. It's hard it to is, be real. It very it it really is hard to be real, especially when so many people just throw negative energy at you. When so yeah. when this, when the world when the world doesn't seem to give its negative situations i think that's make a you make a great point about it being it's hard to be real so having said that like the way i treat it is again a mixture of what you said being real and showing the um genuine side of you and treating people the way you want to be treated that's how i do it and then i just know that it's going to rub someone the wrong way and it matters the most so how how do you you know overcome that truth of how it's hard to be a real genuine person out here man um in the words of kobe bryant next play <laughs> rest in next, peace yeah that green rest man. in peace rest in peace to me but uh yeah man next play bro like if shit don't go your way it's next play the the, the beauty about basketball is it's constant possession after possession mm-hmm. it's not it's not like soccer you you no 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 offense to soccer fans but like you do one goal per like fucking game it's like <laughs> you're constantly shooting and constantly missing as well just as long as you're you're continuously taking shots you know what i'm saying how stupid would it be if an nba player walked out he missed one shot and he's like oh man all right i guess i'm out <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm there are certain players like that we know who they are but um <laughs> Yeah, you just you can't give up on your team like that. You can't be mad at have a little adversity. If we're talking about like a Julius Randle, he has a few people yeah. throwing shade, and he's telling the fans to fuck off with the thumbs down. And <laughs> like that's yeah. an example of that. And I went from a Julius hand, Julius Randle lover to now, I'm not a hater yet, but close to it. But this is, and you're exactly saying that. It's like. How can we look up to someone who will just turn their back on a little adversity? Right. I really believe in the adage that bad time, challenging times, they don't they don't create character, they reveal character. I like that Ooh. sense. Like it and that from That's there, hot. if you 
make them take advantage of this awful situation. That's where the character building will comes from. But if you, you know, when shit hits the fan and and you're ready to close down or make excuses, then we know where you're at. And bro, yo, bro, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Um, just to add one more thing to that, to that vein of thoughts. Um, literally when some, some adversity comes my way in a social interaction, I'll literally say in my mind next, you know, and that alone makes me feel a little better. Like, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that didn't go as, as smoothly as I thought it would, whether it be like being rejected by a girl at a party or, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> feeling like a fucking loser in a group, you know what I'm saying? Just like next, like next. Yeah. Break. That's how you do it. Do, do you want, that's the thing when it comes to, Oh, we, we want to talk about this dating world and girls yeah. who reject, right? Yeah. How could you let one girl uh. who rejected you make you decide your whole opinion on, you know, the female species? You can't do that. There, everyone's different. You can't give up on dating for good because one girl, you know, curved you. That's the worst, and that's unattractive. Yeah. I think that's one huge thing I realized. Like, I don't get people who get upset when, um, like, if somebody rejects them, no matter whether your orientation, and then they get hold of vendetta and a grudge, like, <laughs> kind of prove their point of why they went the other way. But I don't mm. know if you'd like to add on to this, but, like, I, I feel like if somebody says no, if someone says they don't want you, why am I going to try to, Go on my knees, please take me, please, <laughs> please. You're not attracted like that. It's you'll be you'll look better if you just say it's okay. Nice knowing you, and you know you move on. Or maybe you want to be friends, and you could drink beers and talk about dating. After I don't know. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. But um, how do you feel about that? Like when it comes to rejection in a social setting. Oh man. Um. I think I'm complete, completely in line with what you're saying here, Matt. I would, I would second that and say, you know, when you have the self-awareness enough to know that no means no mm-hmm. and back the fuck away from that situation, um, it actually makes you more sexually attractive. <laughs> and, and, and increases your chance of getting the girl anyway you know if you can just back off instead of being an, an, an incessant yeah if, if, if they change their mind if they change their mind why not who knows they could say hi and if you still are up for it why not you know you've heard yes. that so many situations you could be ross and rachel right <laughs> yeah i feel i think i feel that's that's the way to go and be a gentleman and and don't don't you know, we don't need to reiterate the hunt, the common sense of, you know, what no means, no means. So, um, yeah. Um, no, listen to it. And there's so many other great things about life that you don't have to be stuck up on and stuff. I, I, I mean, were you about to say something else? Nah, nah, you're good. Um, I would also just add quite simply lead with love. Yeah. You know, like, Love is the most powerful energy in the universe, in my opinion. And when you leave with love, like, and not like sexual desire and, and not, right. not that lust, but actual genuine. 
love, love and connection. Then whoever you're talking to, whether it be the girl that you're attracted to or, or the guy that you just want to be homies with. Yeah. Or any person for that matter, regardless of gender and age, if you lead with love, dogs will see it. <laughs> Men will see it. Women will see it. And they will see it. Right. And and not only see it, see it but feel it. Um, and we've come full circle, I feel like, to your original note on um, be satisfied with your own company, you know? Don't be a hateful ass motherfucker. Yeah. Hey, like, lead with love, bro. Like, put love in your heart. And how do you put love in your heart? Well, you, you work on yourself, man. Um, I have this whole philosophy. Um, I have my own holy trinity of values, or, or rather, fundamental aspects of life. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm being too verbose, essentially. <laughs> Hell no, I encourage you, what, say what you gotta say. Thank you, Matt, thank you, Matt. Um, essentially, my version of the Holy Trinity is good exercise, good food, and good sleep. Yeah, um, emphasize and- those stuff. That's happy, you know, health is wealth. So yes. You say, so you were saying on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like it's like it's a two-part statement, right? It's like lead with love, but then you can get stuck and be like, I don't have love in my heart. I was fucking tortured as a kid. I was did this, this, and then that. Bad environmental factors. Um, but how do you fill your well? How do you fill your basket when it feels empty? You fill it with essential things, you know, and then you can build from there. Yeah. And yeah, just how long it's you if it's easier to do things with that right energy. Like, of course, if you feel I think the best thing I learned, if you eat shit, you'll feel like shit and you can't and you can't function. That's why I'm pussy. <laughs> so and like like one thing I'd been learning overcome is I used to eat like up until honestly recently, I used to eat out and take out a lot. And not good take a lot of McDonald's, Burger King, oh. other bullshit. Yes, sir. And when I couldn't walk certain times because I was just so bloated. No way. When I um didn't have the energy to get up, it was a result of my diet. And um then I learned one day, wow, I can't go anymore. I can't I have to listen to my body now when I even though it's so tempting. And I guess the only other time it can help when you don't remember is when you're really drunk. Then you have that fast food to soak up all that alcohol in there. But um, it was bad. And I learned I started just switching up, getting just choosing better options, you know, having more home cooked meals, having food, going to delis, going to uh, more like. um, Like authentic food made in front of you places um it's been a big help since i still have a ways to go i probably won't say it's over until like a year now so i could say it's done i've only been at it for like six weeks changing the diet but i have a big smiles you gotta take advantage of that tall dark handsome stuff and i don't want my diet to bring me down with it and then making the emphasis on sleeping too sleeping Six to seven hours, if you're lucky, eight. But it makes a difference. I can't. What's the point of staying up anymore if I'm trying to talk to someone, trying to impress them that I won't talk to a week later, or I'm 
hang it out, like just hang it out into the wee hours with my roommate. It's uh, not going to work. So um, you're, that Trinity, love to say it loud and proud, is good. Again, it's good. Sleep, diet, and what was the last one? What I consider the most important one. Because it, 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 it leads you to um, replenish the other two, which is exercise. Yes, exercise and everything. And yeah, I used to be a much bigger boy and I don't want to get bigger either. I was about 65 pounds heavier. I can show you some pictures. Congratulations, Matt. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm since- you, my boy. <laughs> thank you, man. And, you know, from there, that was the peak. I mean, a little, a little up and down, but we're starting to get um back into shape for good and, and sticking with that we have uh five months till memorial day so you okay. have to show those guns right for anyone yes, who sir. wants to deal yes, sir. guns and abs <laughs> get that washboard out there and um yeah let's just make the better decisions going to a salad place than a uh i'm gonna miss you wendy's but you know four man that's 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 the thing but again, again, like when you're exercising right, like you can afford to eat a little shitty, you know? Oh, of course. And when you're exercising right, days later. You, when you hit the pillow after a good good day of fucking high intensity training, it just, your sleep just, the quality increases. And so even if you get like four hours of sleep, it the quality increases, you know, if you've had a good day of training. Yeah. And then you actually nice and soothe it out, which... Mm. Which gym do you train at, Peter? I'm all natural, man. Nothing against oh. gyms, nothing against gyms, but um, I'm literally just the compound body weight, push up, pull up, squat, shoulder raise. Yeah, go for a run, and that's literally about it. That's all you gotta do. You know, people have won wars doing push ups, sit ups, and pull ups. So <laughs> that's what I always try to remember. For sure, for sure. jumping jacks, yeah. For sure, yeah. You got to be like Rocky out here. Literally, bro. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'll, I'll get a gym membership, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when I feel fit to. Pardon mm-hmm. the fun. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's working for me. You know, it's as long as I'm getting my heart pumping, you know, and, and I really want to emphasize high intensity because I'll talk to a lot of people and they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm standing all day at work and that's my exercise. I'm just like, oh, but is your heart getting pumped is yeah are you getting that actual sweat are you you sweating are you getting that sweet delicious runner's high the the rush of endorphins that engulf my body when i push myself past my own limit i'm talking like hundreds of push-ups i mean i don't want to you know suck my own dick here but (laughs) i was saying i i push myself bro and and 50 pushes ain't enough for me. I mean, like, not anymore, at least. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm doing them shits until I break. You know what I mean? And then some. Till that failure and, and do what's naturally given to you with that. I respect it, man. And I could, I got to slowly get it to that level. And no excuses, Levy. We just work on that. I'm trying to hit that. That one day this summer, Peter, you and I could just hit the, just get those arms in there. And hit some push-ups. I believe in you a thousand percent, man. You got it. Thank you, man. I, I appreciate that. I believe you too. Like I said, we got five months. We got a solid four months to Memorial Day weekend. No okay. reason why we can't get into shape for it. Can I ask? Can I ask why? Why particularly Memorial Day weekend? 
Well, I look at it because, well, it is the start of summer. It's okay. a, um, about 120 days. So because I'm a corny person and love okay. it, I do this thing called Project Rock. It's my own workout plans from what I used before. And I made this realm 40 rock project rock in about 24 weeks. I'm showing him on the screen for anyone um, watching. They can see uh, my notes app, but I have these play this workout plans here. And that's how I stay consistent is by marking my workouts every day because I know I actually did it. And yeah. um, that's just how I set it up for five to six days a week. And um and I do it because I need to with my body. We're at a, a point of our life where we need to keep our body moving. Like one of the biggest realizations I did, right? Mm. We talk about that pumping and sweating. There are times I do like an elliptical workout. And I, you know, I do it for 30 minutes straight, but I haven't really get that pump or sweat. And I was lying to myself. The ultimate machine to start it off is that Stairmaster. And I hate that thing. But I know deep down, if I just put 10 minutes in, I'll get the proper sweat and my heart pumping that I need to to set the tone for this workout. And as much as you could go on ellipticals, it, depending on the intensity level you choose, and I wasn't making the intensity levels that high, I wasn't. I was cheating myself and literally wasting my time. So yeah. that's why I started to do the stairmaster, starting at ten minutes. Maybe in two months now we could put it to two minutes, add an extra two minutes, and then five, and then maybe by the. Uh, end of the year if you get 20 minutes in we could start there but that's that's what i learned about that pumping and not cheating yourself we're at a, a time of our life peter we can't cheat ourselves you know yeah man don't cheat yourself treat yourself <laughs> by that, i mean i mean by that i mean do the hard shit you know what i'm saying yeah do what you don't want to do yeah, uh, that's literally it the stairmaster i hate it i don't know i don't think there'll ever be a day where i say i love walking stairs but i love getting my body to the place it needs to be and being honest with it sure indeed man indeed so peter you live in brooklyn or you live in queens you live in where do you live born and raised in queens currently in queens currently in queens yes. so how have you liked um, living in Queens so far right now? Have you had a good uh, start to your year in Queens and killing it? Yeah, yeah, man. No like, fucking complaints. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You say no fucking complaints? That's it. Yeah, what, what were you going to say? I was going to ask you this, Peter. What's the most Queens thing about you? <laughs> What's the most Queens thing about me? Um, My accent. <laughs> what do you mean? Bro. There are times when I don't feel Korean. <laughs> You're just a New Yorker. I'm just a New Yorker, and that means I'm Italian. I'm black. I'm I Korean. Um, every race, <clears throat> bro. Since I was in elementary school, all the way up to college. You know, I went to college in the city, but mm -hmm. same shit. New York is New York. Right. Um, I was around a multicultural body, and. I'm so grateful for that. And it's led to some imposter syndrome, don't get me wrong. Because mm -hmm. here I am, looking in the mirror, who is that Korean man that I see? <laughs> back at me. When on the inside, I don't really necessarily feel deeply Korean. You know, mm -hmm. of course, that's one part of me, and it always will be. I'm not forsaking my own ethnicity. But there's a big part of me, you know, being 
born and raised in New York, Queens for that matter. That just makes me talk like this sometimes. And it comes out more depending on who I'm talking to, depending on the context. Right. And I can talk like this if I really want to. <laughs> but it just fills me with more joy and more truth alignment to talk like this sometimes. You feel me? Oh, you're good at that. You're like, you're a chameleon. You're just a product of your environment. And, you know, I think as you know as yourself, as long as you're true to yourself and you're not doing it to be fake just that because you try so off, you're uh-huh. just blending in. Am I right? OD, OD. It's, it's here and there. It's here and there. You know, everything is everything. It's like uh, everything is intention, man. Like there's a way to fake the accent without faking it. And the difference is what the intention behind it is. Mm-hmm. If it's to be cool and to fit in and to like, you know what I'm saying, people please, then the accent is going to come off as disingenuous. And people will just give you disingenuous responses too. <laughs> do it again. Do it again. Exactly. But if, if, if you if you approach it from a place of like joy and comedy and like, I'm just having fun with it, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Or just performing a character. It's smooth. It's, it's way smoother like that. So it's funny how much you can fake when you have done the work first behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? And and realize that you're doing it not from a fake place, but from like a place of like joy and like lightheartedness. And like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not actually from the hood. Can I talk <laughs> like I'm from the hood? Maybe, possibly. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's that. Yeah, you just, you just. <laughs> Making the most of the times and, you know, trying to lighten the mood, too. So, and and as long as people don't take that too seriously, we know how cancel culture can be. But Mm -hmm. now we but as long as you're not being disingenuous and not making or you're not or anyone not making fun of it, then uh, we know what's good. So where's where's your heart at? You know what I'm saying? Where's your heart at? The right place, then you can't go wrong. You can't do wrong if your heart. Is, is, is solid. No, you can't, man. No, you can't. Well, Peter, I think to, that right now is a good time to show off your talents. So tell us. You bring the car. All right. For those listening, he just whipped out the guitar. So beautiful, man. Peter, tell us what you're going to perform for us. Um, I'm going to do some Ain't No Sunshine. Feel me? All right. This is, this is a real treat. So everybody, here we go. This is Peter K performing Ain't no sunshine. Let's do it, Peter. Do you hear my guitar? Oh, yes. We're all set. Ready when you are. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. It's not warm when she's away. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone She's always gone too long Anytime she goes away Wonder this time where she's gone Wonder if she's gone to stay 
Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And this house will say no Anytime she goes away no, I know, 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 I
all over the place, but they really show a person's character. So I would love to ask you the proudest questionnaire. Are you ready? Yes, sir. I'm ready. All right. Peter K with the Proust questionnaire right now. My first question for you is, what is your favorite word? Epitomical. Epitomical. That's epitomical. What what is epitomical? Epitomical. 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 It just means like um, to the epitome of something, quintessentially. Oh, okay. I I I really didn't know that. I never heard that word before. So. <laughs> See, we're, we're always learning on the Productive Conversations podcast. So with that, what is your least favorite word? Fuck. Um, and that's so hard because I fucking love every word. So, <laughs> um, <sighs> Loser. Loser. Nice. Good. That one. That's a good one, too. So, um. This question, Peter, is not necessarily a sexual question. I'm this is very fun, by the way. I like these kinds of things. Yeah, isn't it cool? Proust questionnaire. What? what questionnaire? The Proust questionnaire. Do it on your uh, first date. On the, your next first date you go Why on. How do you spell that? It's a P-R-O-U-S-T. It's, an, it's from, I think, a Frenchman created this questionnaire, and it was made popular again by the show Inside the Actor Studio. Ah. So I... Uh, Decided to transition and uh, use it here. Good on you, Matt. This this is my favorite part so far. (laughs) Uh, Always end on top with it. So this question for you, like I said, it's not a sexual question. If you want to answer that way, feel free. (laughs) My question for you, Peter. Hey, the famous Peter K. Yes, sir. Turns you on. Turns me on. (laughs) Hey, yo, chill, bro. No, I'm playing. <laughs> Why you want to know that? <laughs> um, it's like it's more of like a life and fulfillment yeah. question. Like um, someone might say the birds singing, or, or I don't know, <laughs> like the <laughs> like the beach, or I'm trying to think of the most basic. Is like some top of mind shit, or can I give you like a two part? Answer however you want. Cool. It, it, okay. Yeah, this isn't necessarily a you know answer right away. It's, it's it's as long as you want it to be. Thanks, Matt. Um, I'd say a tall, fit woman. Um, if I'm gonna go extrinsic, but <laughs> <laughs> Intris- intrinsically speaking, what turns me on is intelligence. Mm-hmm. Now that is a great wholesome answer on both both spectrums. <laughs> so with that, I'm gonna ask you what turns you off now. Oh shit! A short now, like. <laughs> oh. I, I, I like short women too. No, I'm saying like, I, I, love, I love all our, you know, what I'm saying shorties. Um, <laughs> what turns me off? I mean, I guess ignorance. Um, and. Unwillingness to learn. Mm. Total respect on that. Total respect here in that perspective. So number five is what sound or noise do you love? (laughs) Is that it? Yeah. Ever since I was a kid, um, I would have this urge to 
elongate those two vowels, E and I. And it's it's more than love. It's like kind of like an insatiable urge. Ooh, you must be good at that game Wordle right now. Use those vowels. You know about that? <laughs> no, I don't, but that sounds funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this Twitter game that'll be popular for a few more weeks and then nobody does again. And you have to put all these vowels. Pretty much you have to figure out this word and put all the vowels in there. And it's like uh, the spin the wheel of fortune. <laughs> Anyways, what sound or noise do you hate? Man, um... Somebody who's faking it. So, oh, somebody who's not, who's not, who's not, who's who's in that denial with them, with themselves, who's who's talking to talk instead of talking to be true. Damn, that was powerful ass shit right there. So, thank you. What is your favorite curse word? Fuck. <laughs> you said fuck. Or, yeah. So, what profession other than your own or the multiple professions you do <laughs> that you would like to attempt other than your own? Say it again. I'm sorry. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Profession? Yeah. Like, do you want to be, if you weren't a musician, would you want to be an astronaut or a coal miner or a, uh, Swimmer, I don't know. What else other jobs would you ever want to do? Um, professor. Professor. Professor, you... yeah, professor of philosophy. Oh, okay, okay. You know, I heard this. My friend once said that in his final exam, the question was why, and he said he saw all these people write these elongated answers, and he said he got he just wrote because. <laughs> and you got a B. <laughs> B for because. <laughs> he should have said and. <laughs> y and. That's how you get the A. You know what I mean? You feel me? Definitely. This is mad fun, bro. I kind of, I kind of want to flip the script on you. And have you ever answered this? You want to ask me the props questionnaire? I'll, I'll answer it. You, you, I'll do it for you. We'll do a special edition. It's on. If you want to see the questions on Wikipedia, really quick, inside the actor studio, and I'll answer the props questionnaire for everybody as of now. So, ah, this is a first one. So, right. anyways, so I'll ask these last two questions. One: What profession would you not like to do? Um, like anything that involves cleaning shit. <laughs> <laughs> so no shit stirring or cleaning. Yeah, like yeah, something that just smells, you know, respectfully. You got it. And then my uh, final question for now, and then you'll ask me the past questionnaire. Yeah. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? Ah, damn, dude. Um, I'm proud of you. Oh, that's real sweet. And uh, a lot of people proud of you, Peter, I could tell. So you're going to ask me. We're going to this is the first. This is a huge moment on the productive conversations. Someone asking me the prowess questionnaire. Yes, sir. All right. I'll answer it. Can you uh, can you like send it in the chat or something? Because I'm, I'm I'm seeing multiple versions. I want to I want to ask like the same version that you asked me. Yes. So I'm gonna say since we're on Zoom, said so the Zoom chat right here. I should have done that from the start, but you know, uh, things we're learning. So I just said it to you. See it? 
Okay, so my my good sir Matt Brown, <laughs> thank you so what's much. Up? Hey, what's up? What's up? Um, I just want to I just want to appreciate you and say thank you for coming on to your own podcast and answering question there. <laughs> well, thank you, Peter, for taking the time to interview me on my own show. I always knew this day would come, and I'm glad that you're part of it and doing it. <laughs> Matt, if heaven exists. What would you like to hear God say when you arrive at Wait, the Wait, are we going to do this backwards or? Yeah. Are we, we going to do it backwards? backwards? Yeah. Okay, I like that even too. Yeah, All right. <laughs> That's if heaven is this world, I like to hear God say to me at the pearly gates. I'd like to hear, to hear him say, uh, you lived a fulfilling life and here's all the people that, you know, passed on who were special for you to hang out with. Go see. I'd probably start with that. So, like, I would love to hear his validation and he that I made him proud, right? Wow, wow. And that I was able to pass it on. And then I would love to go see, you know, people who I miss dearly. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I like that. Um, I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry for 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 um throwing you a curveball there by, by flipping the script. I should have warned you. No, no, not at all. I encourage you. The spon- more spontaneous, the better for the show. Trust me. I like all right. it. All right, baby. So what profession would you not like to do? Yeah. What would I not like to do? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> it's really hard. What would I not like to do? What would I like? You know, so I drive Uber. And I have to drive people really in the morning to some of these ports oh, and yeah. like um, and like these real like docks. And it just seems like not that I don't think I could do it, but I just think like, man, this is like real grit. Like like you have to be a special type of person to keep up with these type of work. So like anything like on a supply chain mm. and like I'm, I, I drive these people on like nowhere roads. And let's drop them off. And I'm like, one of these days, someone's going to just take this car and they, they won't be able to find it. And um, <laughs> I'm kidding, yeah. kidding. But I'm just like, I think like I want to want to work on a supply chain or dock. It seems like a lot and very stressful. Yeah, that, that gives me like uh, like Great Depression vibes where it's like the, the person mm-hmm. comes and like everybody's in the line and like he picks like 10 out of 100 people. Yeah, like have you seen the On the Waterfront like that? Right, type of thing. Oh man, that's grueling. Um, thank you for your answer though. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? So I aspire to be a, a movie and TV producer as well yeah. as podcasting. Yeah. I'm going to do those two things. I'd love to be a sports broadcaster. Ooh. I'd love to call games like a football game or football, baseball, basketball. If I had to pick two football and baseball, like Joe Buck, I'd love to call games. That'd be cool. Also, I count radio hosts and podcasts the same thing. Cause I want those, but um, I'd love to, broadcast games like if i could slowly just focus on broadcasting the games that would be great man i feel the ambition oozing off of you <laughs> thank you thank you what is, what is your favorite curse word though? what is my favorite curse word yeah. um that's a good question i never really thought about it not <laughs> a lot of options to choose from um Do you speak any other languages? 
I don't. I don't. I think my least favorite curse word is um, or my favorite curse word would probably be. It's so you. It's such a vicious word when used, <laughs> and I barely. I don't use it at all. But I think like if this person says this word, like they are. They, there's some tension, and that's probably cunt. <laughs> gotcha. Like I've seen some bad arguments when you, they put the c word out there. Like, and I don't know. It's kind of weird. That's my favorite one, but I feel like there's an odd gravitas to it. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's the ultimate bitch. Like, yeah, yeah, it's the ultimate. Like you're just, you're just a fucking, you know, saying and nothing but a fucking body part. You know what I'm saying? Seriously, right? Oh man, get fucked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what sound of noise do you hate? I hate the sound of um. I, I'm gonna say here's what I hate. This is what I hate. It's only happened a few times, but it's just like. Like really, I hate the sound of people fucking. <laughs> like, like, or why? Because like, like a couple of times, time. the couple of times it happened. Yeah. Let's just say it was out of my. Let's just say, um, I once heard a girl that I was crushing on. And I've told. Oh, getting fucked. Oh, Siri, play Usher. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I would do anything to have so, and I I'm just like, oh, I felt like yeah. no other crush could get off to that. Like here and I'm getting fucked. Uh, oh man, I'm crying for you. And um and there was this other time that um this is really just stupid. It's not that it was ever a competition. Let's just say I was talking to someone I got TY TY need yeah and like that's fine but to add insult to injury they take them home and we were in the same place and hearing them have sex i i left i, I remember i left to go somewhere i was like right. like okay listen if she likes you better fine like there's other uh, people i don't care well why in the same place <laughs> as where i'm gonna be like are you that much of an asshole to that's like if you stole my car like, hey, look at me with your car. Like, you, come on. You parked in front of your own house. Yeah. So <laughs> those two sounds were, and they're really dumb, but it's just like, like, that's just wrong. Like, I could I, just put I, on I, some porn if I wanted to, but like those, like real life fucking, it's, it's, it's aggravating because like someone's just showing like, hey, I'm having, I'm probably having a better time than you right now. And not that sex makes the world go around, but it's just like, like something like this, make it. There's a reason why they say go in a room and then you know go in a room that that I'm not in. You know, you know yeah. what I mean. So I have to answer it that way. Wow, you know what? Like hearing you say that anecdote, those anecdotes. Like I don't, I haven't had many experiences where. Yeah, like, it's very specific. Like no one, you don't yeah. want to be in that position. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't happen to me, and and I kind of want to know how it feels because I don't have any bad or good experiences because I just yeah. Haven't. I think like when it initially happened, like especially the crush one, like that one, I didn't, I don't really care because there's just someone I met at the bar one time and it didn't work out. It worked right. out better for someone else. But um, when it comes to the crush, like someone I liked, like I was, I want to, uh, you know, 
get some lunch with, they get to know. And this was in college. This is this was in college. And by the way, I had no game whatsoever. So maybe this was a uh, wake up call. I honestly thought at the time (laughs) Um, it was just. uh, I remember at the time what was embarrassing was my brother visiting me at college that day. Right. And he was in the living room, but he knocked out from partying. Right. So I really went up and I was just it's just really cringe. I was just like, I can be the only one embarrassed by this. I don't think a lot of I think only my roommate knew my the the you know, not dick roommate to do what he did. My roommate I'm still close friends with. I told him and I would say like, hey, because he knew her at the time, like. You know, if you could put in a good word and this is a time I had no game whatsoever. I would let's just say if I had game, this wouldn't have happened or at least I don't know. Maybe it still could have happened, but I think I at least had a better shot of it, you know, not happening to me. And I remember just feeling like embarrassed at first, even though no one could really I could no one embarrassed by it. And then I was just like. But it just felt like okay, it really can't get any worse in terms of crushes unless I saw it, and that that would be bad. (laughs) But I just put headphones on and blasted Howard Stern to to get through it. And then once it was done, I was like, okay, it is what it is, and you like go on to the next one. And and that's all I do, and, you know, Let's just say, and also, like, I saw recent pictures of these people. I was like, what am I, what was I crushing on? Hey, that's another story. <laughs> he was down bad, bro. Yeah, so I, I, I remember thinking, like, you know what? Also, like, I think it's true. Like, if you leave your food out, someone's going to take that shit. That, not that we, not that I had, you know, objectified anything or say this is mine, but I was like, hey, right. someone took the opportunity over you. That's what I thought, like. Right. Let me get some water. One second. You're good. You're good. And yeah, as I'm telling everyone here, it was, uh, it was, a, it was, it's definitely sucked. It was only temporary. Then it was over. And then we just moved on. And I remember just like, I didn't care a couple of days later. Does your face get red when you get embarrassed? Oh yeah. I could get really hit. And, um, I don't, I'm a very energetic guy. And then I'm just like, if I'm really embarrassed, it's just like, they all right, Bro, waiting for time to get through. I can I can think of like something that embarrassing from ten years ago, and I'll still get like fucking flushed. Oh yeah, just feel the you know, I call it the anime teardrop, and you're just like, I, I totally understand what that means now. How you feel? I love anime, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, I like what, that. What sound, what sound of noise do you love? Okay, actually, what, what's your favorite anime? <laughs> My favorite anime is Dragon Ball Z. Fuck yeah. Oh, man. Especially the main three sagas. And um, I was thinking, uh, I love Studio Ghibli movies, too. Specifically, Spirit Away is my favorite. So oh, those those movies hit your heart. And yeah. um, my favorite sound or noise is the sound of a crowd cheering at once for something. <sighs> like a big pop. So, like, in sports, like if the sport, main sports team makes a life-changing play just hearing the roar of a crowd um i love wrestling so when there's a big pop for the face like that's really cool like i thought like at this one moment everyone is focusing on this to show they have so much joy that they're letting it out they're letting all this joy out at one time for this moment you know 
And I think that's a really cool thing about the human experience that everyone can enjoy together. Um, have you seen the new Spider-Man? Okay, you did. Yes. So, spoiler alert for everyone. Just skip it. Spider-Man No Way Home. Obviously, the big reveal you have. Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland back. So, I saw it. I saw it in theater. Saw my brother and his friend, and um, he's my buddy, too. And when Andrew Garfield showed up to the screen again and everyone cheered and was happy. <laughs> I, at first, probably the cynic side at one point, the old cynic me was like, why is everyone cheering once? But then I realized, wow, this guy, so many people care about this dude this much that they're genuinely happy to see him. And then Tobey Maguire after that, it was a cool experience to share together. So I love the roar of the crowd because even though it's a couple seconds, that's pure joy coming out. Ooh, well put, Matt Brown. <laughs> uh, Thank you. What turns you off? What turns me off is no effort and ignorance. Yeah. Like, Say no like, more. Come on, don't even listen. If you're not about it, go away. If there's, I've learned one thing: not about it or have any hesitation. Again, whether in life, life, dating, work, whatever, just go away. Mm. And something that needs to make straightforward decisions. <sighs> there's no point of having people who don't put the effort to make it straightforward like that. If you know what I mean? Yes, sir. Don't waste my time. So I hate people who don't give an effort or try. So that's TV. Now, you know what, if there's some little hesitation is whether this life, whether it's this girl I'm talking to, whether it's this thing at work, whether it's that, if I don't have that, if I just don't have a good feeling or they're not putting the effort to help things better, on to the next one, like you said. Uh, what turns you on? It turns me on in this world. <laughs> and, and sexually. <laughs> I just, if we're going to talk first, just to, this is not a, a diplomatic answer. I genuinely love the true eye contact smiling. And it's just Ooh. like, if we're talking about the, physical things that turn on like of course anybody could have sex or do this that and the other um but i just love like those couple moments looking into someone's eye and you like them and they actually like you sometimes it lasts a long time sometimes it only lasts a night but it's nice for at least that little connection and you really see it in the eyes it's it's a it's lie it's like it's scarfish it's in the eyes chico oh. like, i really know what that means when it turns to physically turned on you just feel those. You literally feel that's that your heart pounding a little bit, or just pure joy. Or my son is a poet. What's good with you, bro? I just hit my those son, emotions and listen to it. said he's Edgar Allan Matt. <laughs> <laughs> that's a quote of the day, Edgar Allan Matt. So I just like that. That the if we're talking about the physical turnouts, I just love eye contact and smiles and just like, and you know, you know. <laughs> right and, and then when, when you're in you're in you know when you're in <laughs> you know it man and what turns me on in life <laughs> okay. i just love effort i love people who actually care enough to do something whether for philanthropy whether for again a project i love seeing people who care and try and take the effort yeah man so okay. what's your what's your least favorite word my least favorite word you know i was thinking about this the other day I have a couple. Um, my least favorite word to start is uh, 
is hepatitis. <laughs> that was a timid diggity, not good. Yeah. I really don't like the word cancer on a for people who uh, use it negatively and and you know what it's just like every time you hear that word I feel like an asshole for laughing at hepatitis. <laughs> oh no, no, don't worry. It's it's a it is a funny sound of word too. Most people are covered from it, but it's just like what yeah. the heck? And then um other least favorite words. I hate the word um thong. It just sounds I don't know why it just sounds dirty. <laughs> um, what other least favorite words? I have a lot. I hate the word Red Sox. Um, <laughs> that genuinely is my least favorite. Red Sox, Patriots, Eagles, Cowboys. I hate them all. Um, wait, which team do you like then? Oh, I'm a Yankee, all New York. Yankees, okay. Knicks, Rangers, and Giants. But um, yeah, I would have to go with those few. So, um, but I think the most that word I hate the most is no doubt. Um, fuck, I just had it. Um, oh my god, I just had it. Cancer. But I had one. I had the ultimate one, but. I guess that's why I pushed it out of my mind. I hate it so much. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna go with that. We're gonna go with that. Okay, bro. Uh, home stretch, my boy. My good sir, Matt. Mm-hmm. What is your most favorite word in the whole world? My favorite word in the whole world is reward. I love it. I love what we go for. I think life's about rewards. It's a reward when you get a job. It's a reward when you win some money. It's a reward when you have a special someone in your life. I love the word rewards, and that's what we're going for. After your goals are completed, that's what you get, a reward. Well, Matt, that that was quite eloquent. (laughs) Well said. You know, another just word I really love is wholesome. I use that a lot now. I just think when things work together and you see a cool moment in life that's so wholesome. So mm. I think reward and wholesome for those two. Man, I don't think I've, I've ever been on a more wholesome yet rewarding podcast. In the world. <laughs> so, that I, is I, a, I, a sound bite right there. I just want to thank you again, Matt Brown. Well, you, you made it easy for me, Peter. I mean, you, uh, uh you were fantastic. You really, are one of the best guests I've ever had. I mean it. There's a lot of energy, great stories and lessons, and I appreciate the time, man. Let's let's keep hanging out and do these things more often now. As you said, you're right. We're close to each other. So yeah. Wait, where are you living in? Jersey City. Okay. So right across there, and I'm the first. I'm right next to the path too. So. Matt, yeah, Matt, thanks, man. Like I, I fucking live for this kind of shit, man. This is. Mm-hmm. This is, um, this was like formulated a couple of years back. Like I sought the meaning of life, uh, and rather more specifically the meaning of my life. And one of the most fundamental points I came to was to connect with people. Huh? And it's going to lead to a lot more great things. It's all it takes is a spark, my dude. And the connections are what makes us these things easier to figure out. So Peter, can you just tell us one more time where we can follow you and can see the great work you're doing? I got an Instagram. It's at Peter K the way. 
Peter K. The Way. At Peter K. The Way. Peter K. The Way. Peter K. The Way. (laughs) Peter K. The Way, my dude. Remember to follow him there. Please let us know once you have some tour dates. Ooh, whipping that beauty one more time, that guitar. (laughs) Couldn't do it any better. God bless you, my dude. I fucking love you, Peter. And uh, thank you so much for this. This was an awesome experience. Yes, sir. All right. That's a great Peter K, everybody. And we'll be right back. You're the man, Peter. That was the wickedly talented Peter K. Thank you for taking the time to come on. We really appreciate it. What a great episode. You're the man, Peter. Anyways, don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on Twitter at ProdConvoPod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. We are going to be back in two days, Thursday the 10th, where we are going to have our Productive Conversations Super Bowl preview show, Super Bowl 56, the Rams versus the Bengals, and Alex Ranelli and Brian McKeon come and join me as we break down this matchup, give our predictions on how this game is going to unfold. We talk about Burroughs' impact and Matt Stafford's and... What's the key to victory on the offensive or defensive side? And who do we ultimately think will be crowned champion on Sunday night? Don't forget to tune in on Thursday for that. And then we have more shows coming to you. Just a couple more NFL shows before we switch gears on some other things. Bring on more amazing guests like Peter Kay. And we'll continue to enjoy this journey together. And I just want to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for always supporting the show. And as we continue to grow what we have here, this isn't possible without you. So I thank and love each and every one of you. So please enjoy how the middle part of your week is going to go. Make big moves in your career. Make big moves in your life. And uh, let your friends and family know that they care and that you care and always check in on them. My name is Matt Brown. I'm the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. I'll see you on Thursday. Love you all. Peace.